So listeners this is Shubham from FN India community and today we will be spending some time talking about the recently hosted Austrian GP so just like last year again Austrian GP did not exactly fail to make us interesting in a way that it should be but still it had a pretty well race and it had pretty good inferences regarding it so i am joined by arvind and he will be uh, helping me through get through the race so let's start off with quali uh, let's talk about the main elephant or the elephant that's in the room and that's alonso and vettel so what do you think arvind whose problem was it and why yeah um obviously i've heard the team radio uh, his uh, vettel's engineer it was uh, the pack the it got packed up at the last turn turn 9 and uh, we also know that uh, the, the drivers were investigated after that incident uh, and uh, yeah so uh, the main reason was uh, there was a lot of cars like almost six cars ahead of uh, vettel uh which who was li- like slowing down to get a toe and to start their flying lap and uh, i heard the i heard vettel's uh, team radio and um, he was being told who was behind who was on a fast lap who was on a slow lap and uh, it was like quite a lot of information for him he was he, even he said it was a car- carnage out there and he his engineer did say that alonso was behind him but by then it was too late because let vettel had to start his flying lap as well and alonso was also going quick behind him so i i kind of think it's like uh, 40 uh, 60% vettel's like vettel's uh, mistake because his engineer engineer had uh, told him that alonso was behind him but still you can't blame him because there were so many cars ahead of him and which were like uh, slowing down to start their lap so i have a pretty neutral opinion about that very well well developed and well told uh, so uh, let me take some time to speak about lando norris the man with a plan at the last lap with scenario 7 always in his hand lando like you know lando wasn't uh, feeling like at the start of the weekend it felt like yeah he is going to be p5 p6 not more than that that's what mclaren expected but then all of a sudden we come to quali and we see a different lando uh, like we and uh, almost lando had was close to getting the pole in the q1 the q2 or uh, let's say q3 at the q3 because uh, initially lando was leading because of the straight line speed of the mercedes and the aero uh, aero let's say problems not causing them much of a headache and what do you think what do you infer do you feel uh, is uh, red bull was able to take the pull from him or let's say max verstappen was able yeah uh, max did say that he didn't have a good lap uh, at the last lap and uh, second run in the qual in q3 and uh, to talk about lando like uh, he is like he is one of them who, who we do not uh, take into consideration when we talk about max charles george 
like we talk about future champions in the next generation we quite forget about lando but this season he is proving it that he is the best of the rest in that midfield pack he is single handedly not i can't say single handedly but most of the points for mclaren is scored scored by lando he's having a pretty good uh, season so far hope he cont- continues it and um, to talk about his uh, q, uh, q3 run uh, that was serious pace shown by lando norris in the uh, during q3 yeah, especially get- uh, i want to uh, especially uh, if you notice the first the straight and till the turn 2 lando yeah, was yeah. actually leading Uh, yeah. by a fair margin by a very fair margin of 1 second almost before uh, almost sec- uh, second sector comes and then red bull begins to increase and of course honda's cornering stability and speed of the chassis helping them a lot yeah yes but still it was a very big thing and a very big commitment from lando that he is not a pushover what they say because i mean he almost qualified ahead of the mercedes i mean mercedes provides the engine to mclaren yeah so, uh, yeah absolutely uh, let's take some time to talk about another person uh, esteban ocon uh, last week wasn't a very good race for him qualified 17 and again p14 in the race uh, this week again p17 what do you think what might have happened yeah i I don't know. He, even he is not able to find the pace. Uh, he is not the Esteban Ocon we saw in 2018. Uh, since his comeback, there have been like second half of the 2020, he was really strong and catching up Daniel. But uh, uh, this year, he hasn't clicked yet. And yeah, I it is really disappointing that he is behind. Uh, considering Fernando as a teammate, uh, we know how good Fernando is. still putting it the putting the alpine into points and uh, uh it is a rough weekend couple of weekends for esteban ocon yeah absolutely uh let's move on to the race shall we so mm, yeah. let's start off with the start uh what expectations you had at the start like did you had any expectations that some this yeah. person or that who is going to get overtaken or something like that i thought uh, George would make really good progress. I thought he would get up to P6, P5 in the first lap, and uh, I thought uh, even I thought that uh, after turn two, Sergio would be head of Lando, but that that was not the case. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, let's uh, talk about the start then. So we see Max moving ahead and just. just getting out of the league of the other drivers meanwhile lando and perez getting very racy among each other and for a moment it felt like what the mercedes were doing was basically running a race of their own and not running a race for the championship did you feel the same as well yeah it feels so different right a mercedes running their own race in p4 p5 absolutely absolutely Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the first incident which caused a safety car. Uh, Esteban Ocon again getting trashed and being uh, between sandwiched between Mick Schumacher and Antonio Giovinazzi. Was it wrong placement, wrong timing, or something else? What do you feel? Because I personally felt it was wrong timing for him. He was in a good position. His front wing wasn't even damaged yet. 
he was out of the race due to his tire or his suspension getting damaged as a whole yeah he did get into that pack uh, starting from p17 yeah you obviously have to be careful because uh, people are going to come uh, trying to gain that position in the initial stages of the race so you have to be careful when you start uh, at the back of the pack uh, i think it should have been a first lap incident but uh, since it costed him the whole whole race um, it is quite uh, sad that he couldn't finish it yeah i mean yeah 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 okay now let's move on to the next part that is the car goes in max holding on to his position very smartly and not letting lando pass until he pushed on we come into the third lap and we see perez falling down who do you think is at mistake perez or norris because i personally felt it was much more of a racing incident as there was no contact between each of them yeah true. and both it was just a case of both being racy and not um, letting each or the other out of their positions yeah i guess uh, this weekend fia was a bit strict with the uh, drivers i guess they should have let them race because there were a lot of uh, close battles going on in the front and back as well but it was yeah i, I even i also think it was a bit harsh giving 5 second penalty to norris but uh, yeah again even i think it was a uh, racing incident and uh, like i would i would like to ask you a question like uh, you would have heard hamilton praising lando uh, right uh, around lap 21 2021 so exactly he was like uh, lando such a great driver so and uh, for a moment personally i felt wait a minute what am i watching the wrong race for a moment i felt that uh, because Lando was leading and Mercedes couldn't catch them even Lewis and although Lando later on told that he had problems with the rears and he couldn't get too much PC it was uh, quite a strange thing to watch for all the regular formula 1 fans who have been watching Lewis's dominance for over 6 to 7 years yeah and suddenly he comes and he says yeah absolutely and especially uh, another fact which i personally felt was affecting at the turn 2 straight Uh, we at the back street uh, rather we say at the back street lewis wasn't able to catch lando at all even though he had drs yeah yeah that that clearly shows how fast that mclaren and lando were yeah <laughs> and for a couple of seconds i thought uh, lewis was being sarcastic about lando when he passed that comment yeah absolutely uh, let's talk about the other uh, man in the mclaren daniel ricardo Uh, excellent start he i think he qualified p14 right if i'm not wrong p13 uh, p yeah p30 or p40 yeah and then he moves up to p9 due to one of russell backing out and not having a great stand and ferrari falling back in order and then it was straight consistency and development so do you think is daniel ricardo back because in the last race he didn't feel he was I mean like it's for Daniel it has been odd and even week like for one week he is at a very good performance and the next week he falls down yeah he has to be like consistent because they are having a fight with Ferrari for P3 in the constructors constructors championship so even last week if you see he did make up places uh, in the first lap exactly exactly 
somewhere somehow it feels like lando has quali and race piece both but daniel only has race piece but no quali piece as yeah. a total yeah even i feel same yeah during his sundays are really good his he has to work on his uh, saturdays and yeah he he probably must be having mixed feelings probably yeah so uh let's talk about the tire strategy which was followed by each of the rest of the teams let's uh, start with red bull and mercedes both moving on to mediums only teams that didn't make it on mediums or rather say didn't start the race on mediums were alfa tori aston martin and ferrari so do you think that did help them in any way uh-huh. i mean alfa tori and yuki sonoda both were leading like Gasly and Yuki were both leading ahead of the McLarens of uh, Daniel and Ferraris of both Leclerc and Sainz. Yeah, if yeah, at a point of time they were like what P4 P5. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, P5 P6. Yeah, P5 P6. Yeah, and definitely oh my god, what a weekend it would have been if they, if they finished that week. Yeah, but they, apparently the softs were not uh, pretty good for the track i don't know why others managed to go even farther even more deep into the race with those mediums and since it was a one stint like one tire softer one step softer than the last weekend they yeah the soft, exactly the softest tire so uh clearly it didn't go the way they wanted it to and uh, yeah, yeah it did show good pace in the beginning stages but yeah and for talking about ferrari strategy they signs started on hards and uh, with he had 100 kg of fuel started on hards wasn't there in the in the scene and after during the uh, ending stages he started closing the gap uh, with those medium tires less fuel less load medium fresh tires he started catching up and he did manage to get into the 10 10 second window perez Yeah. Now uh let's talk about a person who doesn't get much of a recognition in the race generally. Uh we talk about Aston Martin. Uh so uh, did you uh, Aston say that they had brought a new upgrade for the race both for Seb and Lance. Uh but why didn't we see them grow up or get some sense of points? What do you feel? what could be the possible reason i mean we know vettel didn't have a great race after all because he started on softs and lance had pitted early on so he was at the back of the grid yet why do you feel i mean aston were pretty racy in the quali i mean p8 p9 it was a very good performance uh, not p8 p9 around p7 and p8 i guess it was yeah it was p7 p8 yeah so their upgrades i guess paid off in qualifying and quite not in the race but if you see the past few races they have been they've been not starting in uh in those uh, soft tires normally they they like they follow a different strategy they start on hards and go deep pit late and then step comes through the field they've normally seen that uh that thing and uh, this is this weekend was something new for aston they aston martin they right going for a different strategy and uh, yeah again all the soft tire runners were not quite there uh with the race pace 
and okay. since they said q2 uh, lap fastest lap in those tires they had to go through so they had to exactly go. exactly so, uh now uh, let's talk a bit about uh lewis and bottas or shall we say mercedes and co <laughs> uh, so uh, for the first time it felt like lewis was a bit down on performance or down on confidence let's say and first time we saw bottas performing better than lewis i mean we know lewis had a damage uh, for his uh, floors and wasn't performing well so what do you think is bottas back is the new updated bottas back <laughs> uh, insert rosberg with the blowing how they with the background ba- bomb blasting uh-huh. <laughs> that mean oh my god now we yeah. uh, uh lewis of course lewis had damage he lost a lot of time and, and i guess that is why bottas was like close to lewis and uh, I, it was quite strange right uh, of the blue signing uh, extending his contract i thought he will have a really good weekend considering his confidence like he's going to continue for two more years with the team stay in the sport for two more years and i thought he'll be confident and i even thought he would uh, be really close to max at their ending stages yeah exactly exactly yeah. uh let's talk a bit about bottas means bottas for the first time personally he yeah. has after so many races he has finally come to form let's see how much time this form stays but to be honest this time seems like bottas is like you know he's well suited for this track at austria because last year he had this win at this track here and it felt like bottas could have a shot at the championship but then again we know how it ended up yeah uh, uh, let's and also for the first time we saw team orders which let lewis to let through bottas which is something which barely happens and bottas would have been really happy like yeah exactly if it had been in a for a real championship fight yeah. rather than one sided one yeah okay let's move on with uh, and let's move on with the penalties so we see yuki sanada getting two penalties for not slowing down enough quick or passing the white line at the pit entry we see giovinazzi getting one for the same thing we see mispin and kimi raikkonen both getting uh, black and white flags for exceeding limits of the track and then we see lance stroll too getting one why do you think so many penalties oh and the most important of the two lando and perez getting uh both equally one of them getting 5 seconds and other getting 10 seconds eventually so why do you think uh, if i event okay you get one penalty you get a penalty it was like pen- raining penalties and not the actual rain which we are expecting uh, i guess the fi bought some hockey and asked him to wash <laughs> so yeah it was quite strange like so many penalties uh for uh, around the, for the drivers and uh, even for racing like the two incidents which which like normally are racing incidents even that uh, they they got penalty for those incidents as well and for, yeah regarding yuki sonoda i i i think that was a, like a bizarre incident to get penalty for so exactly 
for being a rookie and making such mistake it was a bit of a strange thing but it seems like for the first time in the current racing scenario we are seeing that the racers or let's say the drivers are getting into pressure for the next year uh, the coming years change of regulations and performance because most of them are still now confirmed but still some are not confirmed and still they are putting up some risky moves what uh, do you think any of these risky moves are worth it and if you think which driver you think has those worthy moves uh moves in the sense from team yeah hello shubham yeah team moves or uh, track in the track on track moves uh i'm referring to on track no off track well off track uh, pr doesn't play much of a role if you don't perform well yeah. in my opinion so yeah so on track moves yeah so from next year we're going to see close battles i believe because uh, they claim that the new regulations are going to allow cars to follow each other much closer than before so i guess yeah, formula 1 should get interesting from next year uh, it is interesting this year every year but more interesting from next year i guess so uh, it is all for good uh, the formula 1 is evolving changing they are even talking about uh, engine engine freeze and uh, also the next step next for next step for the engines they also are, including the cft designing methods yeah. and not using the wind tunnel as a whole because if you are a leader you are not allowed to use a wind tunnel only allowed for a limited time yeah yeah definitely that is like that is a good news for the fans because uh, team finishing lower the order will get more time in the wind tunnel hence they could improve their car aerodynamic efficiency and that is a good news and also considering the cars can follow each other and i guess it will be a really fun fun season 2022 okay now let's move on back to paris paris and leclerc another another mistake from paris why means i at one point i felt like what are you doing paris have you lost your mojo or what and it was pretty painful to see leclerc because he was in a very good position to pass both paris and ricardo uh leclerc did show a really good pace as even in exactly the- exactly agree both the ferraris had good pace so they were fighting for that p4 uh, p5 uh, p5 spot uh, p5 p4 and yeah even i felt that perez was struggling a bit after that uh, first incident uh, incident with lando getting those penalties i did feel he lost confidence yeah and uh, i i guess uh, if that incident wouldn't have happened he would have, he would have like probably uh, grabbed that p2 but still it is it is what it is as max is <laughs> yeah exactly uh, uh today for uh, perez it was much of a like a boring race rather yeah. and and it it seems like he is in a bit of a headache but he is performing consistently compared to the other drivers which were at red bull okay now let's move on to someone non important yet showing the race that he is a deserving driver 
George Russell and Fernando Alonso fighting for P10. What do you think? It was, for personally, it was an excellent fight. Seeing two such rivals who are uh, who perform the best out of a car, rather than and performing themselves equally better, and both being in non-deserving cars, that should be at the position place. I mean, Williams is just a trash car. How he managed to put that car in quality in Q3 last day, it is a big thing for us to know, and it's a big thing of a mystery. Yeah, it was. Uh, all the F1 fans, I guess, all were happy to see Williams uh, in Q3, George go through Q3, uh, go through Q2, Q3, and it was like last time, uh, 2018, uh, Monza, I guess, which was last time uh, Williams got into Q3, and after that, it's been like so many, so many years, like two, two and a half years to get into Q3. That is. Yeah, really. Uh, you could. You. Sh- uh, I. Uh, I'm sure you would have seen that uh, post by Williams. How happy they were, their team boss hugging each other. Like it, it was almost like uh, a a win. I can say, like after a long time. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Although yeah. Alonso passed him, but it showed that Russell is a quality driver, and that too no, without any touching or any crushing. That too. Yeah, both of them racing together, giving enough room to each other. Exactly, exactly. Very much. Uh, personally, at a point, I felt like that these <laughs> both rookies are pretty good in racing. <laughs> okay, let's uh, move on to Max. Max, the man, Super Max today was on fire. What do you say? What do you think has made that perfect cut? For today's race, for Max. Yeah, he was on song. I guess uh, this is his third win at Red Bull Ring, 2019, 20. This. And yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And. Uh, no, he didn't win in 2020. He won at 2019 and 2021. And. Uh, twice, 2021, twice. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, he even pitted twice. Like he's in. He was in his own race. Not even Red Bull, he was in his own race. He didn't even care about who was behind him. He was doing his own pace, going through. And obviously, Max fans, all those yellow yellow colors throughout. The The orange army, rather, we should say. Yeah, orange army. (laughs) Like so many of them. And uh, in the last lap, you could see literally colors all over the circuit. Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, Okay, so... And let's end this podcast with, oh, we have another incident to talk about. Uh, Kimi and Seb crashing out each other. It felt like Kimi wanted Seb to be back at his team, right? At one moment. Yeah. Two old friends and teammates crashing together. It's just a real thing. Last time we saw Kimi and Seb crashing, it was back at 2017, while they were at Ferrari in Singapore. Yeah, Singapore, yeah. And... Uh... Yeah, that even had Max in it, but this time Max was... Like, yeah, <laughs> this time uh, Russell, Russell was almost close to them, but yeah. yeah. Huh. So, yeah, two experienced, really world-class world champions, former world champions. Like, yeah, it was a kind of, kind of, yeah, a sad, mo- uh, a frustrating moment for both of them. Obviously, they, they were not fighting for points, but still... Positions still would have mattered, but uh, 
yeah yeah uh, yeah it was like old friends coming together and getting into absolutely so life. let's move on with the last part of this podcast so arvin uh, what do you think was the best moment of the weekend so far this weekend what was your favorite okay. and why uh favorite weekend a uh, favorite moment uh, i would say jars and alonso fight for points uh it was so intense it was the first points for williams this season they ha- they haven't scored a point in 2022 the last time they scored a point was in 2019 in germany by robert kubica and uh, uh, fighting for those points like it was really good uh, two as you said two two drivers who doesn't who are in the place there where they don't where they don't belong to fighting for points i mean giving each other enough space fighting fairly i think that was the best part for me for you uh for me uh, it was a lot of things but to be specific uh i say i should say the battle between uh, both sains and uh, ricardo at the end i mean sains was nowhere close to points and then boom he comes up he gets the team orders he gets uh, the chance to let uh, to be let through and sains even thanks his teammate to be let through something which is very rare among ferrari drivers because generally they are generally fighting for championship and wins so it was very respectful and the fight between them was an awesome fight now, we haven't seen a fight like that for many years and that to between a mclaren and ferrari that's a very rare thing to find yeah. i mean who doesn't love McLaren fighting with Ferrari, whether it be Prost or Senna, Schumacher or Hakkinen, whoever, even Lewis and Felipe Massa. Yeah, it was just a beautiful sight. Nice and place. let's hope if McLaren and Ferrari are fighting for championship soon, let's hope so, because it would uh, it would be a very good and fun thing to watch Lando fighting against Leclerc, both good buddies. now turn championship rivals that could be anything yeah that would be a really interesting season uh and it would be a, like a nostalgic moment for all the f1 exactly players. exactly so uh let's end up and final thing uh your winner and loser who were the winners for you and who were the losers for you it can be driver it can be team anything so for me a big winner uh, winner was uh, daniel rick ricardo for his points from fighting from p13 p14 position fighting for points getting that uh, mclaren p5 exactly due to uh, sergio's rather penalty yeah and big l of the day uh, i would say hamilton i expected him to be like on par with max this weekend considering it's the same circuit again uh that was quite hamilton was quite a disappointment for me and also considering that max has extended his championship lead to 32 points the comfortable 32 points exactly so for me winner uh, should be i know it and it is it is what i personally feel should be it is both norris and russell Okay. Norris and Russell getting out of their comfort zone and proving that they are not a joke in this championship or in this race or in this sport. They are worthy drivers and they deserve that seat equally. And Lando proving that he is not a pushover in any way. 
Yeah. He can be funny and he plays games. It doesn't mean he's a pushover driver. Yeah. And big loser. Uh, it's got to be Perez. I mean, what happened to the man? He was doing so well. He was consistent. Uh, one mistake he does, he loses his mojo. Second, he does another mistake, and third one again with Leclerc. I mean, Leclerc was it himself very frustrated with him. Yeah, it was a very bad day for Leclerc, Leclerc as well as Perez. And although Perez had points, but it wasn't a great day for Leclerc either because he had to let his teammate through, and that means uh, how much it's painful for him. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, final point I would like to add. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Mercedes have said that the second driver, like they're going to talk about the Mercedes second seat uh, during the course of summer break. So it is going to be an exciting summer break, I guess. If we get, if that's more a- than exciting is the fact that who is getting which seat because there are some rookies out there as well as some experienced drivers. And as far news concerned. Uh, there has been some news about Perez getting his seat for the second year at Red Bull. Uh, and for uh, Gasly, let's see, because I'm very much interested about Gasly, where he ends up. Because there are no seats open at higher teams and at lower teams, he wouldn't surely want to go. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see. It, it is, we have interesting time. Absolutely. So, here we end this podcast. I hope you have a great day or night, which wherever you are listening. Have fun, stay racy, and goodbye. Yeah, goodbye.